for me, trusting the process is acknowledging that it's never a straight path and there will be highs and lows. What does it mean to trust the process? For anyone who is adjusting to a new city or country, new job or career, and is still finding their footing, or to anyone who is working so hard but is so uncertain of what will happen next, this is your reminder that you are not alone. We all have our own journeys, and we have to trust the process. Apaano ba to? Special series. Hello, Supers! Welcome back to Paano Bato the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive. Produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Anima Podcasts. For this episode of Trust the Process, I am very proud to introduce to you my sister, Isa. Hi, I'm Isa Gonzalez. I'm 42 years old, and I've been working in the design industry for 19 years. This is Aisa. She has been living in London for almost 12 years now. She left her promising design career in Manila at age 30, took her chances to build a life in London, studied, got heartbroken, found a job, lost a job, endured a roller coaster career journey. And now, she is the creative director of a sustainable furniture company based in the UK. I am honored to share her inspiring and empowering story here on Trust the Process. I know it's quite difficult because it was a long journey, but if you can give us a bit of a summary of what your career journey was like from your course all the way to Are we now. talking are we talking just career or yeah, even just like career. other it other will touch events on personal but <laughs> affected said career. Oh, I think I've always wanted to become an interior designer. But uh, as you know, Da, our dad, is from Ateneo. And he was one of those people who was like, no, you have to go to that, to that school. I mean, fair enough, but there's no interior design course there. So our agreement was, I have to finish a course there, and then I can do my interior design thing. I feel like they were secretly hoping that after Ateneo, I'd change my mind and be like, oh, actually, I want to do whatever, marketing. So anyway, so I did uh, eventually end up finishing Ateneo, went to what is then PSID, a Philippine School of Interior Design. And uh, that was two and a half years. And then after graduating... Wait, you're lot... missing out something. Wow, the proud sister has to say. She was... Oh! <laughs> Suma cum laude lang naman in PSID. Well, this is why I was asking you how detailed <laughs> do you want me to go into my life? Because there's something, there's something behind that. Because on as a side note, um, our parents separated around that time. So after Ateneo, when I was then going to PSID, I had I'd, I've never worked. I don't have savings. I can't afford this. But it was like you know what? I am going to do my absolute best in this thing, and I'm going to show you. I motivation, will, I guess. It is a motivation. Like I wanted to show you that this is all worth it. So yeah, after graduating um, PSID. So all of my classmates, uh, they went on to um, intern for Laura Calma, Ujilayo, and um, for much bigger design firms. Because actually, with any um, with any job, you go for the big guns. Because then once you have that on your resume, on your CV, then it's easier to go and do other things. 
But to me, I was like, is that really the path I want? I mean, it's great to get the experience, but I've always felt I want to make something and see the finished product and say that that is mine. So you're an intern, you're there going over time for hotel projects or big residential projects. And at the end of the day, it's stamped with company name. You, you do not exist in, in said finished product. So I've always felt like I'll do smaller ones. I'll do like a small apartment. I'll do a small cafe. But mm. at the end of the day, I say that that is mine. That's my, that's my baby through and through. I've always wanted that. I did not get rich by doing that. But the nice thing was, is because I did go to Ateneo first, I did have contacts outside my PSID class. And so I've all, I always had projects, a friend of a friend of a tita of a old classmate of a, so for some reason it all just fell into place that as one project was ending all of a sudden I get called for another one and another one and another fast forward due to contacts um Philippine Tatler approached me asking saying that we have this coffee table book on interiors would you want to do it I said yes to this job it was supposed to be just a one-off project but the project did so well that they wanted to do it the following year and the following year. And basically, Tatler hired me as their special projects editor. And uh, I was doing that alongside my interior design projects as well. And through Tatler, I had a very good friend who I was heartbroken at the time. I said, you need a really nice guy. I'm going to introduce you to someone. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And I, she, she, she showed me a photo and he was this very tall, white, British man. I was like, oh, so not my type. Anyway, and she's like, you know what? It doesn't have to be your type. Let's just have dinner because he's nice anyway. You're going to have, yeah. have, if anything, it's a nice night and it is what it is. Lo and behold, we hit it off from day one. Anyway, he became my boyfriend. We did, we were together for a year, I think. And then he had to move back and we did the long distance thing for a year. And we were both like, Oh, you don't really know whether we're going to stay together, be together, and if we're in different time zones. and can At the time, there's no WhatsApp. No, yeah. the only thing... Uh, text Skype. Was so, the, there was Skype. The Skype. There was yeah. Skype. That was the only one. And text was so expensive. Point being, one of us had to move if we wanted to see where that would go. And between his job in the city and my interior design job, where essentially it was project by project. It was more sensible that I did the move. And I absolutely loved my career here. I had my entire design business, which was growing. I was then given other projects at Tatler. And also on the side, I was doing this home makeover show. I would say at that time, I was, I was thriving. Like I was hashtag living my best life. And this is when the option of should I move to the UK come up? I made the decision, you know what? I mean, how many people actually have the opportunity to, to go? And so I said yes to it. A lot of people asking me, how do you get an interior design job overseas? Mm. <laughs> I was like, with blood, sweat, and tears. <sighs> it's the route um, James and I decided at the time is you take a course in the UK because then I get a student visa. Mm -mm. And then once you have a degree from the UK, you're a little more like credible. Yes, this person speak English this person's probably competent I mean sad reality of life and yeah so I ended up doing a furniture course in London and that was two years 
Meanwhile, halfway through said furniture course, James and I broke up. So I had to move out of the out of the apartment. Well, we had to get separate apartments. I mean, it was a, a very amicable breakup. James helped me throughout the whole process. And at some point, I was like, I have to pay for my own rent. Because the other option is, I can run back home to mommy, go back to Manila, just buy a flat. I mean, it didn't work out, which yeah. a lot of people thought I would do. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, didn't, you moved there for James. Didn't work out with James. Go home. Yeah. But to me, I was And like, it's a easy choice. It's an easy choice. It's comfortable. I go home to Manila. I have a, I have a house. I have a car. I'm, my family's there. My friends are there. I'm stuck in London. I have zero friends. I mean, like old friends. Obviously, I have my school friends. It was a very uncomfortable situation for me. And I had to find a job. And my French best friend, she was working at Jamie Oliver's at the time. And then she goes, she makes something like, I mean, she goes, the pay is not great, but she makes 2,000 pounds on tip a month. Just the tip. It's like, what? But I was like, okay, can you wait? 2,000 pounds for everyone listening in pesos, that would be around. 137,000 pesos currently in tips. Okay, in tips. so again, not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. So here she is, um, Emily. She offered me, she's like, I, I, I can easily get you a job. I'll vouch for you and, and they'll hire you. Just say, tell me how many days a week you want. And I was like, at the time, this Emily girl, she was 19. I was, um, I was 30 when I moved to the UK. And um, I decided, you know what? I won't do it. I feel like I was at an age where I won't do work for the money. Because like at the end of the day, you, you come home at 2 a.m., you're really tired. I'm trying to juggle this with schoolwork. Yes, I will have, I'll be more comfortable financially. But just like, is that really how I want to spend the rest of my time in the UK? And another like friend of a friend said, oh, they're looking for part-timers in this furniture store. It's going to be sales really want to work in a showroom. I go, but you know what? It's related to what I do. And it's something that I can go to work and kind of speak passionately about. Even in, in the beginning, I didn't want to work for a bigger firm, like just to get the name on my CV. I'm, I've, I'm all, I've always been, you go into something because you want to do it. You want to show up every single day. So I said yes to this job, which paid me compared to the 2000 in tip. This one paid me 600 pounds a month. I found a small apartment to share a room. I was 30. I shared a room with a student. Um, and this shared room was 400 pounds a month. I was living off 200 pounds every single month. I mean, it sounds like a lot if you convert it into pesos, but just to put things in perspective. Yeah. Travel. Like a monthly travel card for train, bus, whatever, is about 100. So yeah. I then had 100 something to work with. Literally, before every payday, I had about two pounds on my, in my account, if at all. I would buy a 500 gram bag of pasta and I bought a little weighing scale and I measure 100 grams every day. Come Friday, if I did not measure my 100 grams for every day, that spells the difference as to whether or not I have something to eat on a Friday. Like, genuinely scraping, like, the dregs of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. 
And then I would have some friends. I said, let's go out for one drink. I'll treat you or whatever. And I just, even if they say they'll treat me, I mean, at some point, Iran. So I just say, oh, sorry, I have plans. I don't know. So to my friends, oh, Isa, she's, she's got like a busy social life. She's never free. But to me, I was like, literally, I, I cannot afford to lift a pinky finger and do anything else apart from school and home and school and home. And that's, that's just what I did. Um, but eventually it paid off because this, um, this furniture company that I was working for, when my course ended, oh, you're going back to the Philippines. And we know we, we can't do that because I was doing quite well in the job. I was working two, three days a week. And somebody pointed out that I was um, generating more business or more sales compared to somebody who was working there five days a week as their full-time job. Mm-mm. Because I'm an interior designer and because when people come in, I'm able to, um, as I said, yeah. speak passionately about it and advise them. And I understand what you need and I can adapt to it. And because of that, the owner was like, you know what, I'll, I'll work on your visa to stay. I was like, you do realize that requires a lot of lawyers and it could be a whole other podcast as to how you will get hired <laughs> in the UK. I was so, so lucky. It was basically right time, right job, right place. The the 600 pound a month salary was was so worth it if at the end of it um yeah. i then get got sponsored it to fast track what's happened to me since i went from being in the sales team i then got hired full-time as visual merchandiser and i then became a buyer which was amazing because i got to travel around europe buying textiles in belgium and italy and whatever and um I became kind of involved in the design of the furniture. And again, because of my background, it's all of a sudden, once I shifted from student visa to work visa, all of these opportunities just opened up to me, which is great because had I gone to Jamie Oliver's and done it for the money, 100% at the end of my course, I'll go back home with money. But that's it. That was my time in the UK. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then now I have then moved on from that furniture company. I'm in with another retailer, uh, again, started doing product development with them and, uh, development buying, and now I am creative director and, and And last year, (laughs) more importantly, actually, after many years of peers and lawyers fees and 11 years, 11 years in the UK, I got my British passport. It, it all worked out in the end. You just kind of power through. And uh, <laughs> I, so I understand why you say I am kind of poster girl for trust the process because it is literally I needed to trust the process. It is so easy at any point in yeah. my journey. Just go home. I remember those times because we were always like waiting in anticipation of like, <laughs> Will when it get approved or, or not? <laughs> yeah. And I have to say that within those 12 years that you were gone, I never really believed that you would come home. Come I wanted to go to those like crunch moments. time moments. Yeah, because a lot of the <laughs> younger generation now feel most anxious and understandably so in those crunch time moments waiting yeah. for Will this happen? Will it not happen? Will it go after? So I guess my question is, what kept you going during those times that you're like, we're so unsure? 
I've always felt I did not end up in London randomly. This is not just because I had a boyfriend. It's there is a reason why I'm here. And so every I remember every day that I was making my little portion of my my pasta and boiling it. I I knew, you know what, this is going somewhere and I just have to power through. I just have to I just have to wait. Leaving is the easiest option and actually the most sensible option because especially at my age i mean what are you doing sharing a sharing a bedroom with a with a student it's 30 and here my all my kids at moment all my friends back in manila are having kids their careers they're becoming director of marketing in this and startup in that and here i am literally sharing a room with with a student and measuring my food because i won't have anything to eat on Friday if I didn't do so. But I thought, how many people get the opportunity to live and work and study in London? It could be anywhere. How many people get the opportunity to do whatever it is you're you're given? And that has always been my thing. I did not, this is not a random occurrence, Mm -hmm. and I have to make it work. I won't take the easy path. I will always try and try and try and make it work until it can't work no more. And then I'll go home, which it almost did three years ago um, when I lost when I lost my job and again floating status and rent is so expensive and I'm down to the dregs of in my bank account all I had was money for a flight and for shipping my things back. Shortly after, um, I did find a job, which I'm now in a very say comfortable. I remember that. I remember that so vividly. So I guess it's the, like the vision you have for yourself, willpower, Mm -hmm. courage, faith. It's a lot of faith. Okay. Um, I wanted to end with a few quick questions. First is, what is one thing you feel you did right in your journey? I think something, I mean, through our talk, it just occurred to me. All the decisions I've made in both work and life and all that is always choose happy. For example, leaving leaving the Philippines, I I loved all of that. I loved my career. I loved my family. But I go, is that where I'll really be happy? Or do I try out the question mark life with James? And I thought, you know what? That's where I'll be happy. Same thing with should I work at the Jamie Oliver's and make loads of money or at the sales at this retail store but I'll be happy there and I think every decision I've made even though I was in a rut I was in a very difficult position but will going home back home to Manila and trying to restart a career make me happy or kind of seeing where this adventure here takes me yeah and definitely I, I I agree 100% um, what is one thing, looking back now, something you could have improved on or done better in your journey? Saved more money. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I had a feeling you'd say. <laughs> um, but because I, I know some people from a very early age, they're always like, with your first paycheck, aside half or whatever and then kind of build towards that. Minaman with my first paycheck. Oh my god, 
to have money, I'll treat my friends or I'll treat my family. Just to say thank you to, for example, James for being here. I'll treat you to dinner. And obviously with the little stuff I had, that was, that was everything. And also, um, obviously I wasn't awash with funds, but when it came to the point where I was making money where I could save, I was like, you know what? I've been not so much stuck, but I've been in London for five years or whatever. Now I can actually afford a budget airline flight to Italy. I'll treat myself to Italy because I deserve it. And sort of, anyway, point being, I feel like money management was something that I did not really know very much about. Um, and I'm kind of late to the game at 42, where I'm now trying to make some sort of savings. Okay, next. Fill in the blanks. Please say, for me, trusting the process means... Trusting the process is understanding, appreciating that it's not a straight path, that the reality of life is there are ups and downs, and the downs can be really, 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 really low, and the highs just can be really, really, really high as well. But it's never a straight path in any process. Perfect. Okay, last question is, what is one advice you wish you knew early on in your career that you would like to share to those starting theirs now? Yeah. Something like what came to mind was, if you, if you have very set expectations of where you want yourself to be, there is a greater possibility of like disappointment. Because like I'm I wanna be here and I'm down here. And that is just so depressing. However, if you just have as opposed to having a set goal, I think you have to have a set path. And then you can never really be disappointed because whatever decision you make, any high or low you make, you're on that path. If you expect that at 35, I need to have family, kids, career, blah, 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 blah. I am... You're setting yourself up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good word. You're setting yourself up for, for being depressed that you haven't yeah. hit certain targets in life. Thanks so much, Dee. You are very welcome. You're very welcome. Come visit me. Oh, Pana. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a lot of people tell me that I am strong, I'm courageous, I'm kind, all these really, truly kind words. And I tell you, if you think I'm all those, my sister is 10 times more courageous, 10 times kinder, 10 times braver, 10 times stronger, 10 times more gracious. She's really one of the most amazing human beings I know and I am so glad you decided to listen to her story because her life is all about trusting the process and it has been such an honor and so inspiring to me personally to see her journey and to see where she is now and i hope you were as inspired as i am so inspired by my sister and i'd love to hear from you please tag me on instagram stories or 
send me a tweet, send me a DM at I am Super Bianca with your favorite takeaways. And of course, this is Trust the Process, a paano ba to special series that has been going on. We've had many past episodes in case you missed the one with Alex Gonzaga, Direct JP Habak, Dimples Romana, and many more. You can catch that here on Spotify and also on my YouTube channel, I am Super Bianca. That's it for this episode. This is Paano Bato the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive. Produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Anima Podcasts. And to anyone who wants to start their own podcast, I recommend you check out Anchor. It's free and super easy to start your own podcast. Till our next episode, stay safe, supers. And remember, like my sister said, show up every single day. Bye!